Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome. I'm Jenny Gwen, and this is Catholic Moms in the Middle. So today, I have my dear friend Elsie joining me for the show. Welcome, Elsie. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so excited to have Elsie here. I first met Elsie several years ago when we traveled to Medjugorje together, and it was such a beautiful experience um, to travel with Elsie and to get to know her and also her husband, Philip, and I often see Elsie at church. We both have a love of the Blessed Mother. Um, So we were at a Heart of Mary meeting, Heart of Medjugorje gathering. There's a group of us that meet once a month to talk about all things Medjugorje, to pray the rosary, and just to grow deeper in our faith. And as we were wrapping up our meeting for October, Elsie said, could I share a story with you? She goes on to tell us these beautiful tales of Mother Teresa. We all sat mesmerized listening to her tells of how she knew Mother Teresa in India. And on the way home from the meeting that night, I thought, I have to have her on the show because Mother Teresa is somebody that we can all relate to. She's somebody I know in my lifetime that I saw her works and was truly able to see a saint on earth. And, you know, one of the things that I strive to do through my shows and speaking and Catholic life coaching is to help women encounter Christ, to be transformed by His healing love, so then they can go out and magnify Christ in the world. I think Mother Teresa is a perfect example of someone who magnified Christ in so many different ways in her lifetime. She magnified Christ with the poor and the broken. I have vivid pictures in my mind of her kneeling down to people, you know, on the ground and ministering to them and showing them the love of Jesus. But then I also have, you know, memories of her speaking about things that were not always easy to speak about to world leaders and speaking up and sharing the truth even when it wasn't always received well. So Mother Teresa was just the perfect role model for magnifying Christ. And so, Elsie, will you share some of your stories about Mother Teresa? I will. So I was born and raised in India. And in 1976, when I came to the U.S., 
um, I had just finished my um, medical education and uh, taken the exams to come to the U.S. And I did not intend to stay here. I thought I would get some training and then go back. It so happened that around that time, that Mother Teresa had come to Bangalore, my hometown, to set up her first house. And I think the way Mother Teresa worked was she would go to a city with a few sisters. They would acquire or be given a home and she and her sisters would set a house. Very simple, very minimal. And then once she had got them started, she would go back to Calcutta and the sisters would start living uh, out their uh, missionary life. So it so happened that mother's first home in Bangalore was the house just behind my parents' home. Our, our homes were just separated by an alleyway. So we got very close to them. And even now in my home, my family, Mother Teresa and Missionaries of Charity is like a household name. So um, when she, she bought her first house and we got very close to the sisters who were there. We started going for the 6.30, 6 o'clock mass in their little chapel, which was just one room. The sisters sat on the floor, about half a dozen of them, and um, there were a few chairs for anyone who had come from outside. And my grandparents, my parents, and a few of my siblings and I would go for mass every day. And every once in a while, when mother was visiting, I would see a little nun sitting right in front on the floor, crouched over like she usually sat, and I knew it was Mother Teresa. So she would come periodically to visit. On this particular occasion, the only time that I personally met her was one day when uh, my she was in town and my dad had taken her in the morning to a monastery about an hour's drive away from our home because she was giving a talk. And so in the evening, when he was going out to drive her home, he came and asked me, he said, Elsie, I'm going to pick up Mother Teresa. Would you like to come with me? And I said, yes, it wasn't often I had a chance to be alone with my dad. So we drove out there and I remember it's so clear in my mind how I was walking around the little compound waiting for mother to come out. And she did come out with two other sisters. And my father had a Fiat car, which is a smaller car. And he was sitting on the front right, which is in India, the cars have the wheel, the steering wheel is on the front right. And there was a sister next, sitting next to him in the front. And mother was sitting on the back left and uh, by the window. And there was another sister sitting by the right window. 
And here I was sitting between the two <laughs> of them. And it was snug. Um, shoulder to shoulder. And I do remember at that time thinking, um, I, someday I can say that I was touching a saint. Now this is 50 years ago. So at that time, everyone knew mother was a very holy woman and she was very saintly, but, um, you know, it was not like today we know she is in heaven. Right. But you knew through her, through her actions and the way that she lived her life that she was a saint. A living saint. At some point, mother turned to me and she said, Elsie, so what are you doing? And I said, mother, I've just finished my medical studies and I have taken the exam to go to America. And she hesitated for a moment, and then she said, You should not go. You should not go. You will not be back. And I was so taken aback, because everyone else was so proud of me that I was going to America 50 years ago. And I said, Mother, I will be back. And she said, you will not be back. You should not go. And nothing much was said after that because I guess she was upset with me and <laughs> I was taken aback and um, very sad and upset that the saintly person had disagreed with my plans. Later that year, I came on to the U.S., found a residency, then got a job and met my husband. We got married, never intending to stay, but it became harder and harder to go. So um, I kept thinking of her, how she had told me not to come back and not to come. My heart, my heart was in India, though India was... That is the land of my birth. This is my adopted, right? You know, adopted country. So my heart is in both places, really. For many, many years, I remember I was, I used to feel guilty about this. And because I, a saint had told me I shouldn't be there, be here. And one day, I remember this day so clearly. One day, um, I was working, waiting for my work to come to me. I'm a pathologist. So I was at Memorial Hospital and I was waiting for my work to get, come to me. And I was reading the devotional for the day from living. Mm -hmm. The reading for that day was someone had asked St. Augustine, how do I know if I'm doing God's will? And St. Augustine's reply was, if you are at peace. And if you are happy where you are, you're doing God's will. And it was like, it was such relief for me to that because I thought, peace where I am. I'm happy where I am. And I guess I can do some good around my world where God has planted me. So I, it was a big relief, and I thought maybe saints are not 
correct all. They often, I never worried about where I am and, and I do the, try to live out God's will for me wherever I am and each day with, with whatever he brings my way. Right. So that was my story. Only encounter with Mother Teresa and how she scolded me. But my family is very close. The sisters called my parents mommy and daddy. And uh, they um, would often run across the alley and ask my mother. And I remember them saying, mommy, um, and we have some sugar or oil. They did so minimally, so it's quite possible they ran out of the basics. And my mother would give them, father set them up with a landline phone and a gas line to cook and lot of things that, so our family is very close to Mother Teresa. How do you think that impacted your family life? The first few years till I read St. Augustine's message, there was always a feeling of guilt at the back of my mind. Uh, but after that, I am more and more I have learned to accept what comes, what God puts in my way. And then I read that Mother herself said, if God wants you to live in a palace, be happy. Right. If God wants you to live on the street, I get that essentially she is telling me, all of us and me, just thrive where God plans you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And magnify him. Yes. And, and like you said, you moved here and you had those doubts in the back of your mind. Did you make the right decision? And she was worried that you were going to leave India, that you yes. would never come back. And I know you travel over there, and it sounds like you support charities over there. And, you know, your success here that you found, it sounds like you're sharing it in India. Very much so, Jenny. When our kids were young, we used to go every two years. And after that, we've gone every year. And more recently, we would, before COVID, we would go two, three times a year because of our aged parents. And every time, every time, we hear of a need. And without hesitation, we help out, whether it is to put a roof back over a little family's house that blown off in the storm, or whether it is to if someone whose house got flooded, you don't have to look far right. to find a need. Well, you know, one of the things that I encounter working with women, especially in midlife, is that they all have the question, what is my purpose? They've gone through a transition in life. Maybe their kids are older or their careers are changing. And women and men, too, they want to give back. Like they want to make sure that they're living their purpose, but sometimes they have this belief that I don't know what to do. I don't know how I can be used. And I think that two things that have come to me while we're talking is 
that we make things too difficult. When you were describing the way that the sisters live, like they sat on the floor for mass. And Mother Teresa not only sat on the floor, she knelt in this posture of adoration and praise. We often think that things have to be huge, that they have to, you know, be grand, that you have to go to the nations or, and and those things are great because God places that on people's heart. But I think for most of us, if we just look right around us, there are people in need. There are people who maybe you can help financially or people who are also poor in spirit, who need encouragement, who need to learn about the love of Christ. And and so, like you said, you don't have to look far. And there are people, whether in your family, your community, your neighbor, your coworkers, that God can use you to make a difference in their life. You can magnify Christ to them. Absolutely. I believe, as I have grown older, I am a grandmother now. I believe that God puts People in your path whom he wants you to have, to lend a helping hand or a listening ear or whatever. I, I do believe all I have to do is to keep my heart open each day for whatever the Lord may bring. And especially now that I have, I am retired, um, I often ask the Lord almost every day, what can I do? What can I do, Lord, for you this day? And he shows me. Uh, it may, it, very often it's not anything very big. Right. It might be just spending 10 minutes after mass talking to someone who wanted to talk to you or saying something encouraging to the worker at Crow Girl, I keep saying, Lord, I guess this is my path to holiness. Being a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a friend, a homemaker, and whatever else the good Lord puts in my and those are very important roles. Very important. At each stage in my life, I think God has shown me, though I have not recognized it, I'm learning to recognize it, what he wants me to do, and it is the holiness. Will you share the story of how your dad met her? Yes. So, as I said, mother would come to a, a city, a new city, acquire a place, come with a few sisters and set up uh, her first home. Now, before she came to Bangalore or when she, or before she acquired her home or around that time, it so happened that my father was at the airport waiting at the gate to board a flight to Calcutta. And he sees this little nun Carrying a little case under her arm, walking towards the My father always had a soft corner for nuns and priests because he had two daughters in the convent at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he went and he went up to her and said, Sister, 
can I help you? And she gave him her case. And they sat next to each other and they talked. And it happened that when they boarded the flight, um, they seat next to each other. Of course they were. <laughs> so they continued to talk. And at some point, my father turned to her and said, Sister, are you in any way connected with Mother Teresa's congregation? Um, and she very humbly looked up at him and said, I am Teresa. <laughs> and my father was just taken aback. Now you have to remember, this is many, many, many years ago. You know, everyone knew about her, but she was not that popular, you know. And so, um, and she, and, and my father said, um, you know, he, I guess he was taken aback that he had not recognized her. Anyway, so when they got to Calcutta, my father had gone there on work, so he had somewhere to pick him up and to give him a ride. But mother did not. She said somebody was going coming for her, but no one showed up. <laughs> so my dad finally ended up taking her to her convent. And that was the beginning of their friendship. And he told her whenever she came to Bangalore that he was there available to her. And that's how he started giving her rides. Because in those days, she did not have a private vehicle when she came to Bangalore. And he would give her ride then. It was just a sweet coincidence. It was God, a God incident that right. they met. Yes, that's such a beautiful story. She met everyone in love. She served in love. She encountered others with love. And so as we're looking to see how can God use me and what is my purpose, it's to love. It's, it's, it's to love. It's to recognize the love that the Father has for each and every one of us. And it's through that love and it's overflowing. It's through that love that we can take his love to others. And, and like you said, it might be the people at the grocery store just encountering people with love. And that could be a smile. It could be acknowledging who they are, that they're seen and they're heard. And um, it, it's all about love when it comes to Mother Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. I Very often my prayer, Jenny, every day is, Jesus, let someone today who crosses my path see Jesus in that's beautiful. Yes. And, uh, uh, or I might say another version and say, Jesus, touch someone who crosses my path today just because they have met me. You touch them. And I remember Father Joe in one of his homilies had, says a prayer that he says every day is, Jesus, Jesus, be Jesus in me. Jesus, Jesus, be Jesus through me. And that's beautiful. I love that. Well, Elsie, thank you so much for 
uh, being with me today. I appreciate you being here and sharing these beautiful stories. Um, Let's close with prayer. Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for just the way that you show up in our lives, the, the ways that are so apparent and visible, but also in the ways that are more subtle, and sometimes the ways that go unnoticed. Lord, we ask that you um, continue to surprise us, to place tiny little miracles before us. And Lord, as we go about our day, let us magnify you. Let us take to someone your love. Please place people in our path who need to experience your love, Lord, who need to experience um your mercy, your kindness, your goodness. Let us be the vehicle so that we can go out and like Mother Teresa, reach out to the broken, those who are abandoned, those who are ill, those people who need healing. So Lord, we just ask that you use us in big ways and in little ways to show your love to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Elsie. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. All right, friends. Until we meet again next week, go out and magnify Christ in your little corner of the world. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to CatholicMomsInTheMiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.